0: and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The global leader of
1: ISIS, Haji Abdullah. This horrible terrorist leader is no more. Finish
2: his leadership of ISIS. A massive winter storm. It's a dangerous storm, and particularly in terms of the cold. The answer is not to defund the police. Six NYPD officers have been victims of gun violence so far just this year. There is one aggressor here. That aggressor is Russia.
1: Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Laprecht on Talk 96.3 and
0: 103.7.
1: All right, welcome in. It's News and Views for a Political Trivia Thursday. Got a good program lined up for you. Your category for Political Trivia, Teddy Roosevelt. We'll play in a little bit. Bully. <laughs> yeah. That's not the answer, though. <laughs> Facebook uh, took a beating on uh, Wall Street today, down 27%. And uh, just talking before we went on the air, they missed expectations, but did they miss expectations? Because people are sick of Zuckerberg and sick of uh, Facebook, and I mean, I, you know, I I pay very little attention to Facebook anymore. Uh, if If somebody has something on there that I want to go see, I will go see, but... You know, a few years back,
2: I used to go check my Facebook page, and my, I never look at my Facebook page anymore. Unfortunately, it still has kind of a dominant presence in the social media world, so... Uh, well, and now all the gurus are saying, this is the time to go in and buy. This is a great buying opportunity. But, um, uh, no comment, but... Uh, <laughs> Did you buy some today? <laughs> when something's uh, down 27% and the earnings still are strong, um I don't know. Well, apparently that's strong enough. <laughs> we'll see. The uh, big story,
1: national news and world news, is this uh, U.S. special operations counterterrorism mission in northwest Syria killed uh, the ISIS leader Abu Ibram al-Hashami al-Qirazi. Say that ten times over real quick. Uh, It was long planned, according to the uh, Department of Defense, and uh, it was supposedly on the same scale as what took out Osama bin Laden back in 2011. U.S. military forces today successfully moved in on the global leader of ISIS, also known as Hagi Abdullah. Why couldn't these guys just have, like, names like John Smith? Especially when you- <laughs> <laughs> President Biden said Thursday he took over as the leader of the Islamic State in 2019 after U.S. counterterrorism operation killed Abu uh, Barak al-Baghdadi. You know, these ISIS leaders, their careers are about the same length as a NFL running back. Oh, yeah. Not long. <laughs> Senior administration officials said— Hagi Abdullah, detonated explosive, killed himself, his wife, and children in the residence. Uh, apparently, uh, this guy was, a- as typical as, as a coward would be, would surround himself with uh, kids and women. Well, and, he probably had ten wives. Well, well, yeah, I mean, that would be <laughs> sort of crowded anyway. But, uh, you know, they, they will make sure they're surrounded, so uh, use humans as shields. And again, you know, we're this is one of those deals where I mean, we're still getting news leaking out of what happened in Afghanistan and we still don't know the full story. So do you trust everything that's coming out of the Biden White House? Uh, In a short word, no. But um, supposedly, according to the Biden administration, there were very few um, civilian casualties related to this. They didn't do an airstrike. They went in. They helicoptered in. They
2: went in the ground and took this guy out. Well, if it's anything like when we took out Osama bin Laden, uh, and the word was then that, you know, Biden and his staff is the one that leaked a lot of information in the weeks afterwards because they just couldn't keep their mouth shut. That led to some of our SEALs, you know, being killed later on because they just— Leaked information, and uh, and it was the Biden. It was Big Mouth Biden <clears throat> that leaked the information. And guess who was Biden's lead uh, assistant during that time? Our current Secretary of State, really? Anthony Blinken. That's right. Yeah, he was. He was the. He, you're right. He was his right hand. So man. our Secretary of State yeah. was has been the assistant of what the single worst foreign policy decision maker in the last twenty five years. Now, 50 I, years. I,
1: I am not at all, you know gonna cry in the alligator tears this guy got bumped off but again i come back and um would ask why now the timing the timing of it now it's interesting that uh biden in his little speech from the uh white house of course he was up in new york making speeches as well but he said This operation is a testament to America's reach and capability to take out our terrorist threats no matter where they try to hide, anywhere in the world, Biden said. Biden said, I'm, quote, I'm determined to protect the American people from terrorist threats and I'll take decisive action to protect this country. And again, listen, I I love the praise of our military. I'm I'm right there with them. I'm not going to take anything away from that. Our military is second to none. But why now? Why now? I mean, have you heard anything in the news that all of a sudden this guy was getting ready to? And apparently they've started mapping this out back in December, so it's more than a month old. Was there anything on the books today that uh, you know had to be this? This had to be done because uh, there was they're getting ready to do something that was against the Americans' national interest. I would say that the only the only dots that I can connect, and I go back to Biden's statement, I am determined to protect the American people. Uh, Now, this is the same day he says, this is the same day he flies to New York to defend his administration, that right now there's a lot of fingers pointing at his administration and him personally and Kamala Harris as well concerning the fact that they were all about bailing out the bad guys out of jail last year. uh, Well, even going back to 2020, in the summer of 2020, when all the riots were going on, Kamala was all about that. You know, the defund the police. Now, you know, the Biden administration, Saki gets up there and says, oh, you know, he was always for the police. But right now, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, A lot of the American people, I mean, 30, 30 cops have been killed so far this year. We're only a month into it. And a lot of people are looking at Biden and said, you know what, and and you look at the polling. The American people are not feeling safe. They don't think America's going in the, wrong, the right direction in a lot of categories, but including, you know, the whole police protection deal. So he gets up and, and is is this, does this happen today? Is this a wag the dog situation? I, it's, it's, it's hard not to connect the dots and
2: at least ponder that question. Again, why today? Well, it may not be working for them because, I mean, we won't go into my theory that I've talked about for the last year and a half. But, um, you know, just just look at CNN. I'm looking at CNN's website right now. Now, the Biden administration has tried to dominate the news with this today. Oh, yeah. I mean, every chance they could get. And they're going to try to go a minimum 24-hour news cycle. It's down the page on CNN's website. And the very first thing is America's economic recovery is about to go into reverse. This is CNN. So, wait, I, I wait. think is that is that good news or bad news? America's economic recovery is about to go in reverse. Does that mean it's going to get worse or it's going to get better? Well, I, I'm just I'm just telling you. I think the the polls and some of these polls coming out of these independent organizations are are really really bad. And if they're real really really bad, you know the Biden administration has got better polling that probably tells the problem is much worse yeah and i i think i think the mainstream media is done with him and i think the plans in place he, he's he's going to be on the hot seat even more well it's not because they're
1: they, they haven't all of a sudden decided they're going to be conservatives they're no, done oh, they're no, no, done no, no. with
2: him he's useless well, well and yeah. they'll toss him aside Yeah, and it's just to the point where they look even more ridiculous by propping him up
1: but listen it's it's not
2: just the, the police
1: issue. I mean, the American people are looking at the border and saying, look, Joker, you're in charge. Look how you have just devastated our, our border. And as a result, we have more opioid deaths. We have more fentanyl deaths. We have all the bad guys coming in across the border. And uh, you know, look at your foreign policy. Right now we're looking at, uh, you know, is China going to come into Taiwan? Is Russia going to go into the Ukraine? and uh it, everybody's looking at at Joe and saying we we do not have any leadership, so does he do this and just says you know I'm determined to protect the american people i'm 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 mr macho I'm right
2: there it's all about me i am sure that the planning and the and the Intel had been you know working on this for probably ninety days but um i bet I bet it the the attack was ramped up to your point <laughs> just because The timing was uh, was better, was better for something in the news cycle.
1: I've got somewhere in my pile of stories here. um, It was really interesting. Uh, Kamala Harris came out today and uh, did an interview and was talking about the fact that um, don't uh, you know what we're doing at the border. Yeah, Fox News has covered this. Kamala Harris in an interview this week reiterated that the effects of the Biden administration's policy on immigration won't be seen quote, overnight.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I would actually have to say. Uh, or 450 but, nights. Well, w- 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 But the, <laughs> wherever, the irony I mean. is it has been seen overnight. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. That's he, true. He,
1: he came in and there was a, a good system in place. There was a wall going up. There was remain in Mexico and Donald Trump had gotten it under control. So Kamala, I don't think you're right on this. I think we did see it overnight. It was amazing how quickly we went from a secure border to a totally porous border with people just walking in as, quick as, as, as often and quickly and as many just come on in. And she goes on in this, this uh, interview and talks about the fact that, you know, we really want to invest in why people are leaving their countries, Well, you know, you don't have to invest in it because we've got all kinds of interviews with people on the border coming in and say, why are you coming in? Oh, because Joe Biden said, said, come on in. (laughs) But she's bragging about the fact that, oh, we're spending $1.2 billion uh, on trying to figure out why, how we can uh, invest in these countries and keep these people in in the countries where they come from. And and like, and this is good money invested, you know, $1.2 billion is a drop in the bucket. We're probably going to end up spending that every day on the people that are coming across the border. I mean, you have thousands of people coming across the border that will be on the dole for who knows how long and how much money are we going to spend with the, the, the gang members that are coming across the border and, and how much is, how much heartache are we going to spend? You know, it's, it's. And again, we talked about this earlier in the week. I could care less why they're coming over. I don't want them to come over. And I'm not sounding heartless, but your first priority, Mr. President, is to protect the American people. And your words ring shallow when you come out because you took out another ISIS bad guy. When you come out and say, well, I'm here to protect the American people,
2: and you look down at the border and say, well, you're, you're doing a crappy job, Mr. President. And what's even laughable about it, when you think about the comments on like Joe Biden and Saki and, and pretty much everybody in the administration, um, you know, they turn to Ukraine, and they talk about Ukraine having a right to protect their borders. Yeah. And I, I, want to, I want someone in the press corps to stand up, hey, can we talk about our border? Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> you know— yeah, you know, three. Well, we got three thousand troops over there, and two thousand that was sent over there, a thousand that was repositioned to to help with the Ukraine situation. And what's going on, on our border? You get to the point of our border now, where you've got Democrat mayors all throughout the border states are saying they've had enough, yep. and yep. they're Democrats,
0: and right. they
2: just ignore it. They, mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think they're that inept on the border. I think it's intentional. <laughs> Victor David H- Davis Hanson
1: uh, had a great op-ed out today. I mean, his, he always has great op-eds. Uh, the, the guy's a genius. But, um, you know, he and it was indirectly talking about what's going on with Russia and uh, Putin and Ukraine. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But, you know, he just goes back and takes a look at what uh, the liberals have done with Russia and goes back and talks about Hillary Clinton and her reset button, which is a whole boondoggle. And then we have uh, when uh, uh, Obama said to uh, um, Med- Medev uh, to reassure Putin, Obama said, after my election, I have more flexibility. All of these issues, but particular missile defense, this, this can be solved, but it's so important for him to give me space. This is my last election. After my election, I'll have more flexibility. And then we remember what happened in terms of missile defense, in terms, and and by the way, also a a great point. Obama did everything to shut down fuel exploration, drilling. Donald Trump comes in, opens up, and uh, does everything he can to expand, and, and made us a fuel exporter. When Obama shut down our fuel exploration, the price of fuel skyrocketed, and which helped out Putin and the Russians. When Joe, when uh, Donald Trump came in, the price of fuel plummeted, which hurt Biden. I mean, which hurt Putin. Biden comes back in, shuts everything back down. Now the price of oil is going back up. And guess what? Putin
2: is happy as a lark. And, and the only way Russia can be not only an economic power but any kind of uh military threat in the world is the, is all i mean that's their only really way to economic um self-sufficiency and you know biden's policies has just enhanced their ability to um you know to get stronger economically lots more to talk about and uh, political trivia that's on the radar teddy roosevelt's our
1: category we'll play in a little bit more news reviews coming up is
0: COVID-19 is,
1: you know, it's, it's just, it's just not going to go away. What the? F- COVID-19 is, you know, it's, it's just, it's just not going to go away.
0: Immediately.
1: We know. We get it. COVID-19. <laughs> when you need to know, we'll let you know. With Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is News and Views for a Political Trivia Thursday. 63 years ago, 1959, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, the big bopper, died in that plane crash up in Mason City, Iowa, in the snowstorm. That was the day the music died. The uh, weather forecast for uh, the next uh, 24 hours, at least it's going to be warm, but unfortunately tomorrow around lunchtime it looks like the rain comes in. And the high tomorrow 72 Chance of rain, 80% tomorrow afternoon. So uh, maybe you get a couple of hours in the morning to go out and do something. After that, it's going to rain. Then the cool comes back in on Saturday, mostly sunny, a high near 44. Sunday, mostly sunny, a high near 47. So all in all, not too bad. A little on the cool side. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee trivino-designed course, full-service dining, an outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Their newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse, a perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. Spring will be here. Before you know it, give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. Well, you mentioned uh, CNN in our last segment. Megyn Kelly came out and said there's zero chance that Zucker's girlfriend is keeping her job after CNN's leader got the, uh, eh, he, he resigned and, you know, was he forced out, you know, there's, um, it's been said that women are more attracted to power and money than they are to good looks. <laughs> and I think that this Allison uh, Golus, does that, you pronounce her name? The one that had the affair with Jeff Zucker, mm-hmm. um, Jeff Zucker, the Uncle Fester of cable news, proves that theory to be true.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: He outkicked his coverage with that, Mr. What? That's for sure.
1: Oh, he outkicked his coverage with his first wife, quite frankly.
0: It's inconceivable. Yeah,
2: it is inconceivable. But um... You know, with a name like Jeff Zucker, I-, I can just go so many places that would risk our license. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and I won't go there, but I just, I just have so many... So many things that are kind of middle school humor based that I could just go with right now. We'll, uh, no, we'll, we'll pass. We'll pass. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of uh, Cousin Eddie, um,
1: it is possible that Joe, you know, Tom Brady was in the news greatest of all time. Joe could be the worst of all time. Come on, man. I'm sorry, Joe, but it's true. Uh, anyway. Washington Examiners reporting battered by horrible approval ratings and uh, whacked by a recent Gallup survey showing that voter dissatisfaction has hit a gloomy new low. Biden in just a year is being kicked to the side of the road by voters. Or, as Rasmussen, Rasmussen reports um, in their latest analysis, most voters think Joe Biden is one of the worst ever to hold the office. They rank him below his two immediate predecessors. Three questions Rasmussen uh, asked voters about Biden, former president Donald Trump, former president Barack Obama. They were asked if each will be remembered as the best or the worst or just average. Obama, 34% said he would be remembered as one of the best, 33 as one of the worst, 30 about average. Donald Trump, 41% best ever. So he beat Obama in that category. But he lost to Obama because 43% said he would be the worst ever. About 12% said average. At least you know, th- there wasn't a lot of indecision about uh, Trump. I imagine that 12%. you having a good time, Joe? <laughs> Biden, however, and, and I, I can't, it's hard to believe that he has this many family members. Biden, 15%, said he was the best president ever. Fifty-four percent said he was the worst president ever. Twenty-five percent said about average.
2: Hard but, to believe that fifteen percent.
1: That was in China, though. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. People, he's paid off. That was
2: the that, that was the Chinese Chinese Communist Party that uh, answered those fifteen percent. Well, you know, Barack Obama told us that don't underestimate Joe's ability to you know blank things up. Blank things up. Yep.
0: And did you see, speaking gone. of
2: speaking of President Biden? Did you see him bumbling, fumbling, stumbling on the stage today in his speech? Uh, the one in New York or the one in D.C.? Uh, I think it was in D.C. where Jill Biden had to help him off the stage. I did not see that. Uh, it, uh. Uh, it was sad. Why am I here? Yeah, that's what he was asking. He he went the wrong direction, and they kind of, <laughs> they kind of. Um, I mean, oh so, sooner or later, you're gonna have to get him a cutting horse, like you do with cows, and have to, you know, like get him to the right corral. Yeah. I mean, he's just uh, put a leash on the guy. Yeah. Shot collar or something.
1: Uh, you know, I, I bring this next story up because this is something that is close to the hearts of uh, North Carolinians. Free Beacon had an interesting story today on Mark Elias. Now he was the uh, guy that was, uh, you know, in charge of Hillary Clinton, and uh, he was very involved in
2: the uh, dossier, being a conduit on that. Um, and he he filed he he filed the lawsuit in North Carolina during the election to get the election in, rules changed in midstream. In midstream, right? You, and I think you he, talked to Mitch about that yesterday. Yeah, I think he was responsible for over three hundred lawsuits during the 2020 election in the middle of the election. Well, he is making bank. Democrat
1: and progressive groups paid Elias' firm more than a million dollars in the most recent quarter. That's in one quarter, according to the Federal Elections Commission records released last week. One of Elias's biggest clients, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, is leading efforts to redraw congressional districts in New York and Maryland. With polls indicating Democrat losses in November, the controversial gerrymandering scheme is seen as the party's best hope of maintaining majority control in office and in uh, holding their majority. The now they're talking about the state of New York. Um, in Congress, and then they're also talking about the state house uh, and the state senate up in New York. But but the irony of this article, and I mean he is he's just banking it big time. I mean all kinds of money coming in from a, a, a bunch of different groups. But everything that you hear the Democrats coming after the Republicans on, they're doing it themselves in all these other states in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, in Maryland, and New York. They. They are and, and much more blatant. I mean, you know, the North Carolina state legislature did a good job and were very transparent in how they presented it. They followed the Constitution. The counties as much as possible are whole counties up in New York. It, it's like the old congressional districts mm-hmm. here in North Carolina mm-hmm. when the Democrats were in charge. I mean, you know, there's there's the, the snake district for Mel Watt going up I-85, those kind of things going on. But it is infuriating and um, mind-boggling to note how Mark Elias, A, is just making money hand over fist, B, is lying all the time. There's numerous stories in here about... Individual candidates they he's worked with. And in, um, I think it was in uh, Nevada, he was representing Catherine Cortez Ma- uh, Masto, Democrat in the House, and uh, I'm sorry, in the Senate. And she took over for Harry Reid, right? Yes. And when she was running for re-election, they, they just the ads were so bad and so dishonest that television stations and look i'm sorry I mean, we have friends in television but i don't i don't think when it comes to liberal versus conservative politics the vast majority of these tv stations lean on the liberal side even the tv stations out in nevada refused to air the spots because they were they were just so full of lies and and Mark Elias defended her. Uh, the, the guy is, uh, and the sad thing is, he's just destroying our system. He's just and all for a buck. What do you call people like that that will do anything for a buck?
2: Democrats. Hmm. <laughs> is it the oldest profession? <laughs> It is that. That was what I was thinking of. Keith
1: Kidwell's in the studio. He said Democrats, but I was thinking of the world's oldest profession.
2: Well, you know the Democrats. Uh, I mean, they they saw what happened with the Virginia, not only in Virginia race, the Yunkin race, and Virgin uh, Virginia governor, but what was it, um, New Jersey? Yeah, where New Jersey, Phil uh, uh,
1: Murphy almost lost.
2: Yeah, and there was a couple. There was
1: other, there was a guy that won this the a, a, the trucker the trucker. Or yeah,
2: <laughs> but but there's other seats up there that was lost last uh, election cycle that they know that you know new york i mean they can't afford to lose seats in these new york areas where you know are just guaranteed democrat most of the time but if I, I think it's pretty telling what they're doing they're, They 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 saw the writing on the wall elias whom liberals tout as a champion of election
1: integrity <laughs> gosh i mean it really is who's who's cows getting gored i mean it is if, if you could have true transparency, I mean, people would
2: be aghast mm-hmm. at what the Democrats are doing. I'd be willing to bet he made more money in the 2020 election because he was—those uh, 300-and-some lawsuits, I'm sure, I'm sure he, he piled it on the Democrat yeah, Party. Probably so.
1: Hey, let's uh, lighten things up, play a little political trivia, shall we? 561-8255. Five, five. Got a good prize package. And your category is Teddy Roosevelt. 252-561-TALK, 252-561-8255. Political trivia when we get back. back in time for a little political trivia your category teddy roosevelt 561-8255 got a couple lines open 561-8255 price package includes a free oil change for your car pickup at dave davis's east carolina chrysler dodge jeep or at washington chrysler dodge jeep ram a 100 hundred dollar certificate for tax services at any of the area kidwell h&r block offices A gift certificate to the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. A $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious made-from-scratch goodies. $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, U.S. 70 West in Havelock. And a gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a fitness coach. 561-8255, your category, Teddy Roosevelt. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family have won recently, let sixty days pass before you play again. First up, it's Al from Greenville. Hey Al. Hey Al. Oh hey guys. Man, I hate
2: going first, but let's <laughs> Well let's listen, if, let's if you get it.
1: if you get it wrong, you can call us back, all right? So oh, you man. might be you might okay. be first and third and ninth and tenth. Uh actually now I, I test drove this on someone and they, they got it fairly quick. So I I put this in the uh, somewhat easy category. In fact, I test drove it on Keith Kidwell, and he got it real quick. (laughs) Well, Keith's a a bright guy. Keith's a bright guy. Here we go. Question. Where was President Theodore Roosevelt when he uttered the now well-known words commenting on the coffee he was drinking, it was good to the last drop? Where was he? Uh, In the White House. In the White House. Good guess. That's not it, though. Thanks. Give us a call back. Who is it? Josh? Is that who you said? Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. You uh, Did you hear the question? I did not. Here's the question. Teddy Roosevelt, your category. Where was President Theodore Roosevelt when he uttered the now well-known words commenting on the coffee he was drinking, good to the last drop?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with wherever he was
1: with the Rough Riders. Uh, what was that? The canal? Um, San Juan Hill. Where, San Juan Hill. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not it. That is not oh, it. Okay. No. Um, it's Now, i I give, it, I give everybody a little hint here. Well, Keith is on the line. Hey, Keith. Hey, how are
2: you doing? Hey, okay.
1: A, a little hint here. The answer is logical. Okay. The answer is logical. That's a, That's a good hint. Question Where was Theodore Roosevelt when he uttered the now well known words commenting on the coffee he was drinking? Good to the last drop. What do you think?
2: Breakfast table. <laughs> <laughs>
1: go well, that. in a manner of speaking, he probably was, but that's not what we're looking for. More specific. So thanks, Keith. 561 8255. Who got, uh, Clark? Let's go to Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Wayne.
0: Hey. Good afternoon.
1: Yes. Where was Teddy Roosevelt when he uttered the now well-famous pho- words, uh, commenting on the coffee, "Good to the last drop"? Where
0: was he? I I think I read that he was at the Maxwell House Hotel.
1: Bingo! I think you read. Oh, right. you read right. Maxwell House Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Interesting story. Yeah. Thing. Maxwell House. Uh, they didn't invent the coffee, but they were famous for serving. A special blend of coffee and uh, a few years later General Foods came in and uh, bought up that name and and the coffee Maxwell House Hotel which burned to the ground in 1961 Christmas Day 1961. I guess
2: that's where the phrase is as good as hotel coffee. I guess. Wayne what are you calling from? <laughs> Winterville.
1: Alright Wayne from Winterville hang on the line and Clark's gonna get all your info we've got those prizes we'll get them right out to you. Stay with us Benny and I'll be right back.
0: Back to news and views.
1: Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations to Wayne Gonneau of Winterville, North Carolina. You got it right. You're the most amazing guy. He is. Teddy Roosevelt was in the Maxwell House Hotel when he said, ah, that coffee's good to the last drop. The, uh, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, I, he's, somebody's going to get fired at his office. I would think. I'm assuming that Chuckles, uh, now he should have known it on his own, but uh, I can just imagine some young intern typing up some notes for him and uh, messing up uh, big time. And What's interesting about this is he did this in the middle of uh, Black History Month. Senate Majority Leader Chuckles the Clown Schumer falsely claimed today that the Supreme Court was made up of all white men until 1981, cut one. The president's pledge to name a black woman to the Supreme Court is historic. There have been 115 justices who have sat on the court since 1789. Only five of them have ever been women. None until 1981. Only two have been African-American. But never, never has there been an African-American woman, who still make up barely 6% of the federal judiciary. And amazing, until 1981, this powerful body, the Supreme Court, was all white men. Uh, No, it's not. Uh, There was a guy named Thurgood Marshall who uh, was serving on the court. uh, Back in uh, the—well, he he went in there in 1967, was appointed by uh, LBJ. Retired in 1991 and was quite liberal. He was replaced
2: by Thomas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, a uh, little embarrassing. But um, the other thing he said was uh, he acted like it was a, a, a big insult. Well, first of all, isn't uh, Sotomayor, wouldn't she consider herself a woman of color?
2: I don't know anymore. I mean, that's a truth. <laughs> I, mean, right? I, just, I really don't know how you define it, to be honest with you. But he said that African-American women
1: make up only 6% of the federal judiciary. And I thought, okay. Uh, well, according to the 2020 U.S. Census, African-Americans in the United States make up 14.2% of the total American population. So assuming half of them are women means, okay, they make up 7% of the population. So are we that far off if 6% of the federal judiciary is made up of African-American women? sounds to me like we're pretty much on
2: target. Well, no, we're not because it's only for political <laughs> political games they're playing. I mean, they don't consider that. I mean, Bingo. it's just – Hold on a second, and say that again, Keith
1: Kidwell.
0: Is with us. I said when the facts don't work, you just make some up. That's yeah. the way they do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Keith's sitting with us, as he does uh, often on Thursdays, and uh, you, you have not been up there this week. I assume you uh, had an ear to the uh, laptop and listened to uh, at least part of the uh, oral
0: argument. Yeah, it, it's been very interesting. Uh, we are sitting on standby waiting for the results so we can... Go deal with it. So we've, we've been texting, phone calls, conferences, emails. You know. We had a good conversation with um, Mitch Kokai
1: yesterday afternoon. You know, he, he covers for the uh, Carolina Journal qu- quite extensively and really is their go-to guru in political matters. And uh, I, 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 I just don't see any of those Democrats – having enough character to vote in in the right way. And I, I don't say that with partisan desires. I say that based on the constitution, but I, I don't see even Sam Irvin, the fourth voting with Republicans and upholding the maps as the superior court did.
0: It, well, what I found interesting is virtually the, all of the questions that were asked by the judiciary went straight down party lines. Yeah. Uh, the left, I, it was amazing to me, that Justice Earls turns around and, and feels that the Democrat Party should be a protected—what? <laughs> a protected group. <laughs> a protected yeah. group. I'm yeah. like, really?
1: Well, every now and then they
0: accidentally speak the truth. I mean, I, th- I really do think that is what she thinks. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing to me that somebody at her level right. would think that that's appropriate based on the U.S. and North Carolina constitutions. Well, and if a Republican had said that yesterday morning— that would have made national news. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest with you, if you want to put in political party as a protected class, let's go. Game on, babe. Okay? Because the Democrats have discriminated more against the Republicans by far. Yep. Than has ever had yeah. You know, let's protect the class that you can't sit there and trash a president on the news like they did on with Trump and mercilessly mercilessly well, however you say that. I'm I'm getting your disease, Tom. But <laughs> I don't blame it on
2: me now. I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> they they absolutely were relentless on him because he was a Republican president. Then you turn around. You, I mean, before him, you have Obama. Now you have Biden. Biden asleep at the wheel. Joe, I mean, seriously, could you imagine if Trump would have said half the, the ignorant stuff that Biden has said and the way they would have? Yeah, let's protect yeah. that class. But yeah. the Republicans would end up with more protection or would be justly do more well, than what the Democrats are. Uh, let
1: me ask you this. L- let's assume that... Um, the Democrats, the four Democrats on the Supreme Court, are going to vote against the maps. D- have you get, been given any kind of inkling other than the fact that be on standby? I, is there are, are people working on an
0: adjustment to the maps as we speak? Uh, we, we did do some things, as you know. We passed a bill to move the elections to give us more time to redraw the right. maps, which clearly— uh, Cooper vetoed because he doesn't want to give us more time to draw by the By the way, did he? Has he vetoed that? He did. He did. But okay. here's the interesting part, Tom. In his brief to the court, his amicus brief, he said that maybe they would consider moving the election. so far. I'm like, here again. I mean, if it wasn't for double standards, Democrats have none. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. If it wasn't for low class, they'd have no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. You, you talk about the protected class. When, when You know, my wife has really dealt with a lot of health issues. I had Hundreds of emails, text messages, Facebook messages, wishing ill on my wife and I oh while she was going through bad health. Brought that to the attention of the Democrats, they did nothing about it. The party leaders, okay, didn't do it. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, we'll we'll put posts on Facebook. that people shouldn't do that. Never happened. But if a Republican were to do that to a yep. Democrat, what would happen? Oh, it, it'd mm-hmm. make okay? national news. It'd be headlines. If, in if the I had news said that, server, that about yep. any member of the North Carolina House on the Democrat yep. side that, that that got ill health, they would destroy me. Yep. Sure. Absolutely destroy me publicly, yep. but they do nothing about it. So yeah, protect the class of, of politicians and the Republicans will be the ones that will need the most protection from the left.
1: Well, other than trying to extend the uh, primary, push it out to June, again, do, do, you, do you think that there's um, some gurus working behind the scenes as we speak uh, on, a, on a new map or an adjustment to the maps? And and as as someone who is a member of the House, What do you I mean, how could you improve those maps? I mean, and and I I just don't see doing anything to the maps that would make the the only way the Democrats would be happy, I guess, is if you could draw up a map that would guarantee them to elect more people. Um,
0: Tom, let's call it the way it is. First of all, we can't sit and redraw maps, not in public. That's you know, we're not allowed to do that. So we don't. There's none of that going on. Uh, the only way the Democrats are going to be happy is if we were to burn these maps and let them start over. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that's the only way you'll make them happy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So as you look back on this last session and uh, the, the the session in front, when, when, did, when would you meet again? Uh, this would be the short year, right? So this would be <laughs>
0: – Is there a short year anymore? <laughs> last short shorter, session we got out in shorter. Yeah, it's easier to say when he's not in session. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It's, we, we've not been in session uh, earnestly since really before Christmas. Uh, it doesn't mean that there's not work going on because we have committee meetings and, and uh, we do run skeletal sessions right now. Uh, we, we probably will go back full force as soon as the courts come out with the ruling, uh, unless they go more than two weeks. And in, in two weeks, we're going to have to go back because it's time for the quote unquote short session. So.
1: So normally the short session would start sometime in february Sometime in February, yeah. Okay, all right. So thank you for the work that you do, and uh, keep it up, and uh, don't uh, pull your hair out, because if you did that based on what the Democrats do, you'd, you'd
0: go bald. I thought you were going to say based on what I have left. <laughs> You're looking
1: pretty good. Well, compared to my partner, you look really good. Mine's a style choice. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. You and uh, Michael Jordan? Yeah, Michael Jordan. Okay. He made bald cool. Representative Cory Bush, a leading socialist member of Congress who is a part of the squad who wants to defund police, has spent a lot of money on a right-wing private security firm that promotes the Second Amendment. Bush, a member of the far-left squad, spent more than $90,000 on Peace Security, LLC, a private security firm since she took office last year. According to the campaign finance documents reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon, She spent more than $50,000 on the firm in just the last quarter alone. The hiring of security firm contrasts with her anti-police, pro-gun control agenda that uh, she promotes on Capitol Hill. By the way, uh, Joe went up to New York to have a kumbaya fest uh, in support of the police. Uh, I've got to say, what little he said sounded more like a gun control rally than it did uh, a police support rally. Of course... Uh, yeah, didn't didn't waste any time to blame handguns for the problems instead of the criminals. Tip, typical yep. progressive madness. Yep. All right, we're going to run for the day. We'll be back tomorrow at 5. We'll see you then. Bye-bye everybody. All right. All right. All right.